Welcome to the Inside Scoop Live podcast, where indie authors get personal about their books, their writing, and their passions. I'm your host, Sherry Hoyt. Join me for some lively conversations with debut indie authors and seasoned veterans alike. It's a great place to find your next amazing read or even get inspired. So sit back and enjoy the show and let me know what you think. Hi, everyone. Roxanne McCarty O'Kane is joining us today to talk about her new book, The Mindful Author. It's the first book in her Ignite and Write series, and it involves a unique method of storytelling that has changed the lives of thousands of budding authors. Before we get started, here's the inside scoop on the author. Roxanne McCarty O'Kane has been a professional storyteller since 2007 when she became a qualified journalist. She wrote for mainstream print media for 12 years before moving into the book realm full-time as a ghostwriter. She wrote books for other people for five years before releasing The Mindful Author. You can learn more about Roxanne and her work at RoxanneWriter.com. Well, hi, Roxanne. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Sherry. I'm so excited to talk with you about your book. But first, I need to bring our listeners up to speed because Roxanne entered her book, The Mindful Author, into our awards program, uh, the Reader Views Annual Literary Awards Program, and her book took home the gold medal in the writing and publishing category. So just wanted to say, you know, right off, congrats, Roxanne. Thank you. It was so super exciting. I was uh, hanging out for the release date to see <laughs> if I'd made the cut. And it was, um, yeah, very, very exciting to, to get the gold award. And yeah, it was a really awesome experience. Thank you so much. It's my favorite category because I'm just always interested in what authors have learned and put to use in the form of a book for their fellow authors. And so it's one of my favorite categories. So, Yes, thank you. And it it was a bit nerve wracking, you know, sending in a book about publishing and and writing (laughs) to a a business and an organization who who specialize in that, in analyzing books. So um, it was a bit of a nail biter, but I'm so, so glad that I did it. And um, yeah, just so humbled that the team found it worth a gold award. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it. What is Mm -hmm. The Mindful Author all about? So it is a resource for anyone who has thought that they'd like to write a book at some stage, you know, and more often than not, what I find is that people get told by everyone else that they should write a book at some stage, because sometimes we don't realize the power of our own stories, which is quite funny, Mm. um, especially when it's our own lived experience. So it's a resource for anyone who's who wants to write a book. And it's based around the um, formula that I've created, which I've called the Phoenix Phenomenon. So it is all about transformation through authorship, a slightly different route to take, I know, but that's what I'm really passionate about. And the three steps of the phenomenon include authenticity, connection, and transformation. So the idea is to focus on each of those three elements before you start writing your first draft, because once you've got those elements anchored in, it really helps you to get very clear on what it is that you actually want to create, so that when you've set yourself up to to get into that flow state of writing, you have a clear direction ahead. And I think that's um, so, so important for people, especially when they're writing their first book. Mm-hmm. So this is the first book in a series, right? And and will the three elements that you just referred to each be a book on its own? 
No. So all three of those components are in book one. So okay. book one is called The Mindful Author. So it's all about getting that author's mindset anchored in before you write. Book two is going to be called The Structured Author. And that's for um, guiding people through the writing and structuring process of the first draft. And then book three is going to be um, called The Published Author and it's all about publishing and marketing. So the idea is for the trilogy to be able to take anyone through all of the major components of becoming an author. Okay, okay, that sounds wonderful, especially for the new authors or aspiring authors or you know someone needing a little jump start. But I can see mm -hmm. where it would also be helpful for established authors as well. Did yes, you? yes, absolutely. Because every book that we write is a slightly different creative process. You approach each book very differently. And, and I've even had authors who are previously published, maybe they've published several years ago, and they've picked up the mindful author and gone, oh, that would have been such an easier way to approach that. <laughs> and they've taken that on board for their, you know, second, third um, and consecutive books from thereafter. So yeah, you're right. It's interesting that that writing is such a creative process and, and everyone approaches it very differently. However, I feel that just getting those solid foundations in place and having an idea of what lies ahead in terms of the journey as well can really help to free up your mind to focus on the creativity rather than being stuck in the, you know, what's next? Am I doing it right? All that sort of stuff that can really fog up your mind and block that creativity, which is the last thing that you want when you're trying to write a book. Yeah, I think what drew me to your book immediately was the book cover. It's absolutely fabulous. And so I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what the Phoenix represents as it relates to being a mindful author. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really love the Phoenix. She's my favorite. And I do actually have two different Phoenixes for the next two books as well. Oh. I feel like when I moved into the realm of ghostwriting, I just felt a real sense of that rebirth and and the phoenix has been really iconic in that for me the legend for those of you who don't know is that it, you know it lives for a thousand years and then it burns up and then it's reborn so it's like it's all of that old energy is gone and it gets to rise from the ashes with like new and renewed and full of energy and, and full of focus and for me that really signifies the journey of authorship itself so i'm a firm believer that good things take time and i don't mean years but i mean to really focus energy and time on your book to get the best out of it to get the best outcome for you and for your reader and so for me having the privilege of being able to ghostwrite for the past five or six years what I've seen time and time again is that people who take the time and energy to really, you know, anchor themselves into their books and to be vulnerable and to take the reader to places that they might not have taken even some of their best friends before mm. really is a transformational process. And so I've, I've seen people literally, you know, taking some of the worst times of their lives and being brave enough to lay it out on the pages and then stepping away from that, you know, lit literally rising from the ashes, like they're leaving those ashes behind. They're taking this book, they're taking their powerful message and they're getting out there into the world to help to make a positive change. And that's all been born from their suffering or from their trauma or from some of the toughest times of their lives, some of the toughest lessons they've had to learn. And by being able to recognize the power of that, as they've become authors, they are actually creating incredible ripple effects, you know, that's changing lives around the world. And it's just such a beautiful process. 
And I think what I see in the wider marketplace, and I know that there's there's definitely more people out there just like me who are really passionate about this, but in the wider marketplace, I just saw there was such a focus on word count and getting it out quickly, you know, within a weekend or within a week and just, you know, smash that book out and get it out there. It became more of a perfunctory thing rather than something that was designed to really have an impact and to get people thinking and you know to to help people see things through a different lens those are the kinds of books that i really love and so i wanted to bring you know the phoenix in and to show that becoming an author can be such a transformational process not only for your readers when they get their hands on your book later but for you as you're going through the journey of writing down your story absolutely wow that's beautiful (laughs) thank you for me personally i feel like i can tell when a book's been written over a weekend and Mm. an author that has truly taken the time to be genuine and vulnerable you know with their message it just comes through the pages somehow absolutely yes i i completely understand and and agree for sure (laughs) So what would you say is the number one reason people don't write their books or stall or, you know, make excuses or what holds people back? Yeah, there's there's so many things. (laughs) One of the main things that I, I really wanted to try and tackle with this book, with the mindful author is uncertainty. So I think, you know, when you set out to write a book, you're like, yeah, I'm going to write a book and you, you can picture the end product. But you, so many people, it's it's a whole new realm. It's a whole new world of, you know, different ways of writing and, um, you know, past and present tense. And, you know, am I using people's real names or not? And like all those little things, they really start to compound and really start to add up. And as a reformed perfectionist myself, <laughs> I know that It can be hard, you know, to just get stuck in, you know, look at the basics, look at the structure and just write. And I think, you know, that uncertainty coupled with perfectionism that I think so many of us have um, is actually what stops a lot of people in their tracks because they want to know all the answers, you know, have all the ducks lined up in a row before they start. Confidence plays a huge role in it as well. You know, we get all those questions buzzing around in your head, you know, oh, you know, am I really good enough to write a book? Like, oh, but I'm not a writer. How, how am I supposed to write, you know, 60, 70,000 words when I, I don't think I'm a writer? And all of those things play around and around in our heads. And so I do have a few strategies that I teach in my workshops as well as in the book here as well in the mindful author and most of them largely are just around mindset like just little shifts in your mindset that you can make that help to clear the path as i said like help to clear that fog and that noise and that inner self-talk because i think 99 percent of the time it's actually ourselves that stop ourselves <laughs> from actually completing our books So those small little tweaks can really help to clear the way, help to build confidence. And then obviously giving people the steps provides the clarity. So I think those three things are probably the main anchors that hold people back. Mm -hmm. Well, as soon as you said perfectionism, I'm raising my hand (laughs) over here. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) because I heard a little chuckle. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I struggle over writing, you know, a book review. It takes me several days, you know. (laughs) Because I wanted to be just right. You know, I think that's a combination of things, though. I want to do the book justice. I want to do the Mm. author justice. They spent a lot of time on this book that I just read. And so I want to be respectful of that. And 
and then but yes a big part of it is my perfectionism so <laughs> yeah absolutely and you're definitely not alone you're really not I think we all like to help people to relax into that when they're writing their first books or, or any book really when they're writing is to just be aware that there's a lot of steps and a lot of filters that your book will go through before it gets published so with your book review what you write gets published so there's probably unless I don't know unless there's an editor that looks at it first but with a, a book you have you know your first draft you have your second draft then you've got an editor that comes in that has a couple of looks at it so there's so many uh, layers in place that are just part of the process that can help to catch your typos or your grammatical errors or um, shorten your sentences like I'm really bad for writing really long sentences mm -hmm. I've been writing my whole professional life and I still had two editors look at my book before I published it. Um, so even I'm not immune, you know, everyone needs someone to check their work. So it's just being aware that what you write in your first draft is not what's going to print. And for some people, that's a revelation. It helps them to relax into, okay, I've just got to get it all out of my head and onto the page with a structure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me put a caveat there, you know, and then from there we can refine it. You know, I'll, I'll get a professional editor in and they can help me to refine it and help it to get to the stage where we can publish it. I think people, when they first set out, they think whatever I'm writing now is going out into the world and that creates a whole lot of anxiety and people who spend months on one paragraph because they're worried about you know <laughs> if it sounds right so <laughs> right yeah that's me but you know I found also it helps to write it put it away come back the next day or in an hour or two and then come back to it and with some fresh eyes and and that helps too for me mm. anyway yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm quite strict in my Ignite and Write mentorship group. I actually try to encourage people not to review what they've written and just keep moving forward. How interesting. Like I said, everyone's creative processes are very different. I believe in always moving forward, getting the momentum, uh, getting the words on the page. And then once you feel complete, then coming back and reviewing your first draft as a whole, because then you will see, you know, where things can move to quite easily and yeah, have that clarity of the full picture. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I know there'll be people out there who will argue with me about that too. And that's totally fine. Um, that's what I love about the creative world is that there's so many different ways to do this. But as long as you've got the clarity and understand what your purpose of your book is and understand the core message that you want to get out there, as long as you've got those components in place, however you write it is, is perfectly perfect. Yeah. So is The Mindful Author a working guide or, or how do you lead authors through the process? Like, is there a step-by-step -step process or uh, how do you lay it all out for the author to use the book? Yeah, so there are definite things for the reader to think about. So some questions to ask themselves, um, some little activities to do. I am probably a little bit more structured in this book because I feel like it's it's very easy. It's a very clear process to get that mindset anchored in place. So it, yeah, it's looking at the authenticity, the connection piece and the transformation piece. And there are little activities and little things for the reader to go through to really understand or uncover what that looks like for them. Book two is going to be slightly different because as I said, writing is such a creative process. 
I am very structured in how I get people to uncover or the, the process that I take people through to uncover what the ideal structure for their book looks like. But then in terms of the actual writing process, I'm not going to say, you know, you need to write X number of words a day or you need to do this, you need to do that. Because with my mentorship groups, I've noticed that everyone is so different and there will be people in the group who are like, yes, I need a word count every day. I need that target and I need to know that I can nail that. And there are others that are like, as soon as I say, you know, write 300 words today, they freak out. <laughs> so, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I'm very mindful and very conscious of that, that everyone's creative processes are very different. So with book two, you know, the first half of that process of, of creating a structure is going to be very straightforward. And then the part where we talk about writing, it's going to be more about giving tools and tips and advice and just different things that I've seen work for different people because the idea is that people find their own groove so I feel like the worst thing I could do is tell someone how they have to write their book Uh, because if that doesn't work for them they're going to throw that project down and that story's never going to see the light of day Um, and that's the opposite of what I'm trying to achieve so um, you know I want people to feel empowered to tell their own stories and to tell it their own ways. Yeah, so that's how book two is going to evolve. And again, with book three, you know, publishing and marketing, there's so many different publishing routes. There's so many different avenues that you can use for marketing. So again, that one, rather than being step by step, it's going to be a collection of knowledge that I've accumulated from my experience and also from the experiences of my clients and the professionals that I work with in the publishing industry to give people all of the ideas and all of the different paths they can take. And then it's kind of like choose your own adventure you know yeah. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i love that what was it like writing a book for other authors that seems especially challenging to me oh right yeah that's interesting i actually found it really easy (laughs) Um, and I think that's just because um, so my background is in print media so basically my whole professional career I've been writing for newspapers and magazines and essentially telling other people's stories for them so I was always a fluff girl like I loved human interest stories so I never chased the ambulances or wanted to sit in the courtroom or, you know, do all of the hard news kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which my colleagues would all fight over. And I'd be like, hey, there's like an 86-year-old running her first marathon. Like, I want to go and interview her. Like, that sounds amazing. Yeah, so when I moved into books, I was like a kid in the candy store. Like, I loved just being able to really buckle down with the person and really do a deep dive into their story, whatever that was whether it was their business journey, whether it was um, a memoir that they were writing about, you know, a certain component of their life, just being able to establish that trust. I don't know. It's one of my superpowers. People just tell Mm. me everything. (laughs) So (laughs) I I don't know. I must just have one of those faces or something. But I could go up to someone even as a journo and we would have a 10, 15 minute window and I could ask anyone anything and they would respond. Mm. So when you take that power into a book and, you know, we were talking about vulnerability and bravery earlier, if people feel comfortable enough they will open right up and they'll let you take them to the most difficult parts and and not be afraid to answer. And, you know, sometimes we do have to come back a couple of times to something if, it, if it's a bit tricky to kind of excavate a little bit more. But 
yeah, it's just, it's what I love. And as I said, I, I was writing books for other people for five years before I decided I should write my own because I was just loving it so much. You know, just the privilege of being able to help someone to tell their story, particularly if they didn't feel like they could tell it on their own. So I knew that my presence there, I was kind of like a conduit. So they had the story in their heart and in their head and they just needed me to help them to get it out. So for me, it never was really hard because A, we had that trust. Um, B, for some reason, I can shift voices to all kinds of people. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I've worked with, you know, Vietnam veterans in their late 70s. I've worked with young women in their 20s who've been through domestic violence. I've worked with multi-million dollar business owners all of them speak very, very differently mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of them have very different life experiences. But yeah, I've, I've just been able to be a chameleon in that way and that I just really get to know them on such a deep level that, you know, even in the areas where I do have to, you know, create some content to link stories together, it just seems to flow. So I'm not quite sure what a psychologist would have to say about that, but, <laughs> but it's worked really well. <laughs> Well, I think it's amazing. I'm so fascinated by the concept of ghostwriting because, I mean, not that it's new or anything, but it's just Mm. every time I hear it, it's like, wow. First off, what I think of is that you've got to be pretty humble to do that because I I feel like as an author, one would want to, you know, toot their own horn, so to speak. And I get it, you know. (laughs) And rightly so, too, if they've put in the time. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, So how does that work when you don't get any credit, (laughs) you know? Yeah, well, I guess it's never really been about that for me. So what lights me up is that I can help like with my skill sets and I, you know, the reward for me is the work. Like I love, you know, uncovering people's stories and and getting to write every day. I'm just, I'm so blessed that that's what I get to do as a job. So for me, it's not about, you know, being able to stand up at the book launch and go, hey, guess what? I wrote this. It's seeing them shine. And I think that's where the transformation piece is so important for me is that so often, you know, when I first start working with ghostwriting clients, some of them haven't told this story ever. So to see them not only have the bravery and the vulnerability to share their story with me and allow me to craft it for them, but then to see them at their book launch on the stage like triumphant because they've realized a dream some of them have been dreaming about this for decades like i've worked with with women you know in their 60s and 70s who wanted to write a book since they were in their 20s you know um so to see them realize that dream and really anchor themselves into the power of what they have to share that's the reward for me. I don't need a, my name on the front of the book to know that I've helped someone do that. That is so amazing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So what would be the number one point you hope readers take away from reading The Mindful Author? Oh, the number one point. Okay. <laughs> the thing that I would really, really love for readers to take away from The Mindful Author is to know that they can do it. To know that A, their story is always worthy. B, that even if you don't think you're a good writer, you are always an awesome storyteller. And I think we underestimate that in ourselves. Um, You know, we get stuck up on, again, that perfectionism, that 
you know, is that the right word? Is this sentence sounding good enough? You know, do I sound intelligent? (laughs) All of Mm. those things. But when you just buckle it right back and sink into just telling your story and telling it your authentic way, your story is always incredibly powerful. And yeah, I think, you know, if you're going to make me pick one, I think that's, that's probably the most important thing is that everyone has an amazing story, but no one has a story quite like yours and no one can tell it quite the way you can. So just to understand how awesome you are and how awesome your story is. Do I have time to share a quick story about that actually, Sherry? Absolutely, yes. Wonderful. So I love to share this story because I think it really captures this brilliantly. So I did work with a lovely farmer by the name of Bill. So I can use his name because uh, I didn't ghostwrite for him. He wrote his first draft and then came to me to help with structural editing Mm -hmm. and filling in gaps and things like that. So Bill was a migrant from Sweden. So he grew up in Sweden post-World War II. So some really interesting stories about, you know, famine and soldiers coming in and all kinds of things but then he immigrated to Australia so he came over here with no English basically all he had was his hands he'd been a man of the land working in a farm his whole young life he was only 18 or so when he came over Mm. so he worked his way around the country on farms and built a life for himself here so this was his memoir or basically his autobiography actually about his life And so we had this great conversation. He was giving me, you know, little snippets about his story and I was so excited and he handed me his USB and I brought it home and chucked it in the computer because I just couldn't wait to start reading it. (laughs) And literally probably the biggest heart attack I've ever had when I opened up that file because my new friend Bill didn't know how do you do a capital letter or use quotation marks or what a comma was, like there was no punctuation. Oh, no. I was like, what have I got myself in for here? (laughs) So I had to, you know, step away (laughs) and go and clear my head for a minute. And then when I came back, I'm like, okay, just get the editor hat off. Like we're not even in that zone right now. Let's just focus on the story. So I sat down and I started to read, you know, let, let go of all the stuff that I wanted to change. And what I quickly found about Bill was that he was a terrible writer, but he was an amazing storyteller mm. because when I was reading his work, you know, he was a man of the land. Everything was very, you know, there was no gray. It was all black and white. You just tell it like it is. So he was very authentic and he didn't try and, you know, get descriptive or, you know, add in things that didn't need to be there because that's not who he authentically is. Right. And he, he obviously, he didn't even think about that. He's just like, this is my story. I'm going to tell it, yeah. um, which I think is the best way to do it. Right. So he was an incredible storyteller. And to the point where I felt like I was back at that coffee club sitting opposite him and he was reading the story to me. That's how great it was. So I'm like, okay, you know what, we can clean up this punctuation. Like that's all semantics. We can clean all that up. The bare bones of what he'd pulled together, his authentic story in his authentic voice was perfect as it was. So, you know, if uh, a man who's been a farmer his whole life and barely has written a a thing can get to the place where he's like, I'm just going to tell my story authentically and I know what my story is, so I'm just going to write it. It takes so much pressure off people when they hear that and he's he's been published for 18 months like he's yeah he's already published now so you know why waste time 
trying to make yourself someone that you're not when you're awesome just the way you are. So just yeah. do it. Oh, how just, exciting! Just be like him. Bill. Yeah, <laughs> just be, be like, like Bill. Bill. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what was his reaction to like holding his published book in his hands? Did you get to witness that? I'm sure you talked to him after the book was published. Yeah, absolutely. He was very, very stoked. Uh, we became really good friends through the process. So, uh, yeah, Bill's a dear friend of mine. He has since moved into state. So he lives down in Adelaide now. So we don't see each other in person anymore. Mm-hmm. But he will reach out because he's a bit technologically challenged. He will reach out to me when he needs more books ordered. <laughs> so, oh, okay. so I do that for him. Yeah, so it's great when we get in touch and he's like, okay, Roxy, I need some more books. So this is how many I need and, and I'll put that order through for him so yeah but it's been amazing and I have two favorite parts um so when I ghostwrite it's handing people their first draft for the first time and you know they get to hold something physical in their hands after Mm -hmm. we've been working together for months and my second favorite thing yes is for them to you know open up the box and see their published book for the first time you know always mixed reactions you've probably seen it a fair few times yourself sherry either like pure elated joy or just emotional flood of tears (laughs) (laughs) but but both are so beautiful yeah exactly oh what fun well, now when is book two scheduled to come out in your series? Uh-huh, that's the magic question. <laughs> um, it's been really interesting, Sherry. So I had planned to already have it with the editor by now. 2023 seems to be the year that everyone wants to write a book. It's been incredible. Oh. Just the amount of inquiries. I've, I mean, I've booked out till the end of the year now with ghostwriting. So it's been an incredible start to the year. And I'm so excited that so many more people are stepping up and, and wanting to get their messages out there. So I do need to get tough with myself. I do need to start um, getting up earlier and dedicating time to writing or finishing book two. Um, it's a about 75% of the way there at the moment. Mm. Um, so yeah, I reckon another couple of weeks and I'll, and I'll be able to get it off to the editor, but it will definitely be out before the end of this year for sure. Oh, wonderful. Okay, great. And thanks for sharing a little insight into your ghostwriting business. It fascinates me. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, that's my bread and butter. I love that. It's perfect. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Roxanne, is there anything else you'd like to add today? Yeah, of course. So um, I would love to just let people know that one of the main things that I've learned while doing my business of ghostwriting is that there is a whole world of people out there who don't want someone to ghostwrite the book for them, but they still would really love to have that clarity in place and support through the process of writing their books. So I do offer the Ignite and Write series. So the Ignite and Write workshop and the Ignite and Write mentorship. Mm. So um, workshops are a bit difficult with international amazing people who I'm sure are listening to this podcast, but I do offer one-on-one consultations with people to help them move through that Phoenix phenomenon process, the authenticity connection and transformation pieces so that they can really anchor that in. And then I also have my mentorship program for people who really would love support to write their first draft. So sometimes we do need that accountability. Mm-hmm. Obviously my husband's not on my back enough to get my book two down. So I need to get a better accountability partner. <laughs> so I do have both of those services in place and can do them virtually, which is amazing. So I can connect with anyone in the world who is at the point where they want to write 
their book. Yeah, but that uncertainty, that confidence piece, not quite sure how to craft it is all buzzing around in their heads. So I would love anyone to reach out who would love that support. I'd be absolutely honored to help you. Wonderful. Well, Roxanne, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing a bit about yourself and your work. Thank you. It was a great chat. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today for my interview with Roxanne McCarty O'Kane, author of The Mindful Author. You can learn more about Roxanne and her work at RoxanneWriter.com. And be sure and check out our other interviews at InsideScoopLive.com.